sure you're hearing from God. Being sure you're hearing from God. Very, very important. God's covered this series before, uh, but today he had a, a lesson he put on my heart for a number of weeks now. Um, say, hey, look, you gotta, you gotta bring this, you gotta bring this piece back up, because you gotta make sure that we are, you know, hearing from God when it comes to every, every area of our lives. Amen. All right, so let's look at our foundation scripture, John 10, 26 through 28. John 10, 26 through 28. All right? All right, now, foundation scripture, John 10, 26 to 28, New King James Version. But you do not believe because you are not of my sheep. As I said to you, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And I give them eternal life. And they shall never perish. Praise God. That's a crazy God moment. Neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. So, you, so if you've made Jesus your Lord and saved you, the, the devil can't take you down to hell. That's good news. <laughs> that is good news. Now, it does imply that as our Lord and Savior, we continue our relationship with Him until we go to be with Him or until He comes down. So we don't want to do start that and then stop and get off the boat. So it doesn't imply that. But that's good news to say if, if He's if we're with Him, the devil can't snatch us away. But what He also says here is, my sheep hear my voice. Right. And so I used to say this before, you know, especially as, as parents, you know, it's, it's one thing to be in a house, but you could be in a um, in a particular area. Let's say you're at school or you know in the store, or whatever. You you call out to your kids, and they want to know your voice. Like I, I would do that with Milan and Diet, they'd be like, "Proud of people," and they they because they know the voice, because their relationship is there. Does that make sense? So we know their relationship there, and they they were constantly hearing my voice throughout the house. But that's how we gotta be with God. So we got to be in tune with him in our relationship so that when he's talking to us, when we're going to talk about the ways he communicates, we're in tune. Does that make sense? But when I would call Milan and Daddy, he ain't just ignore me. Either. Ooh, uh -oh, okay, okay. So I call him, oh, hey, I need y'all come here. They didn't go the opposite way. They didn't start going up. No, 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 no. So we got to make sure that, we're, that when we're in tune with hearing God's voice and we're going to go through the methods of doing that, and we then apply what he's asking us to do. Does that make sense? Because he's our God. He's our God. And Jesus is our Lord. Remember, you can save. Remember, there's salvation and making him Lord. So that moment says, I'm not only saved, praise the Lord, saved from hell, and all the salvation that comes. It also says, I'm making him Lord. I give him the right to tell me what to do. The part of it is, I've got to hear the communication. Amen. All right, praise God, praise God. All right, so God's objective for this lesson is to basically understand how to hear from God. Understand how to hear from God. Very, very important. This may be not assume, okay? Because right, you know, guess who else is trying to speak to us? The enemy. So we have to discern. Because God's not physically walking around. Turn it down a little bit. All right, all right, all right. So God's not physically walking around. So we understand then that when 
He speaks to us. We got to hear his voice because the enemy's trying to speak to us too. So we have to understand if God's not physically walking around and the devil's not physically walking around, we know you both are in the spirit realm. We really got to understand how to hear. Because if Jamie is talking to me, it's a little easy because I can see her, I can hear her voice. But when God is speaking, it may not be as clear as Jamie. Because I can't physically see God. I can physically see Jamie. So, this is why this is important in our lives with, with God. Does that make sense? Alright, alright. <laughs> alright, alright. So let's look at some reasons. Let's look at some reasons why we need to understand how to hear from God. Let's look at some reasons. Some righteous reasons. Alright. Now, number one, um, our bodies no longer belong to us. So when we chose to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, that means, as we just said earlier, we give Jesus the right to be our Lord. So, that scripture, you see it there in 1 Corinthians 6, 19-20, the context there was referring to the sexual relations. But the principle we can extract out of it is that our bodies no longer belong to us. So that means we give God the right to tell us what to do with our bodies. We can't just do what we want to do. You know? So one of the reasons why it's important to hear from God is our bodies don't belong to us anymore. So we can't just do what we want to do and act like we don't hear. Or, or rather, and, that we hear and then don't do. Got it? So that's one reason. One reason why. So if I belong to us. Number two, um, as sheep, we need a shepherd. You know, that's the, that's, the, that's the humility part. To say, you know what? I don't know everything. You know, and so as sheep, we need a shepherd. We need somebody to guide us. You know what I mean? Very, very important. You can all look at these proof texts here. You can look at John 10, 26, 26. 26 to 28, uh, John 15, 4 through 5, uh, Hebrews 13 and 20. All right. All right, now, number three, third reason. We need God's guidance to advance his kingdom. God wants us to advance his kingdom of God, his system, method, and way of doing things. Well, to do that, you know, we didn't, we didn't, we weren't born into this world knowing how to do that. So as we have that relationship and start having a relationship with Jesus Christ, we then have to understand, okay, so now I'm a kingdom citizen. I, I need to totally renew my mind and learn how to be a kingdom citizen, which also means how to advance this kingdom of God. So we need some instructions about how to do that. You can reference Matthew 28 and 19, Matthew 5 and 16, uh, and John 14 and 26. And the fourth reason, hey, to improve our lives for his glory. Oh my God, we go through, you know, people go through situations, we need to be understanding how to hear from God to get us out of those situations. Does that make sense? So, you know, um, and then also you may have some desires. You know, you may, you know, you know, you may want your kids to be on the basketball team or something. Okay, you know, God ain't got a problem with that. Well, what are some of the ways God will speak to us about that opportunity? All right? Yeah. To improve our lives for his word. Alright, now, here are some of the areas, the reason God will speak to us. You know, so this is important too, because we have to understand, God ain't going to speak to us about everything. But it's important to understand it, alright? So let's look at number one. One, 
One of the areas, the reason why people speak to us is to give us a plan of action. Um, including, as all of us remember, the, the faith series, you know, faith in God, biblically guaranteed results. One of the things he gives us in that process, if there happens to be a wait time, one of the things he will give us during that wait time is a plan of action. Well, we need to be able to understand, that's one of the reasons God's going to speak to us, is to give us a plan of action for our lives, for that particular moment that you might be going through the work, um, or if you're in faith or something, all right? So one of the areas he'll at least speak to us, at least these five areas, one is a plan of action. This is one of the reasons he will speak to us. Uh, number two is peace in my situation. you got to understand, God will, and God's going to do a series on peace. Always remember this. As believers, you already have peace. You don't have to pray for peace. He was rooted for our transgressions, crushed for our iniquities. The, the punishment that brought us peace, brought, passed and brought us peace, was upon him, and by his stripes, we are healed. Now, Scripture is referring to the fact that when he was on the cross, all he went through, one of the things that came with that blessing is peace. So we actually already have peace. Now, when stressful situations and anxiety try to present themselves, our prayer of faith is that God removes those issues from our already peaceful hearts and minds. So the peace in the situation is God just revealing and moving those areas in our lives so we continue to walk in peace in that area. Amen? That's another reason. Why? Because he doesn't walk. God designed these bodies. He did not design these bodies to walk around with stress and anxiety. That's right. So he's going to speak to us about, hey, just a reminder, you already got peace. Jesus says, my peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. So, so let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. That let is a choice. Because why would he say that? That means we have an opportunity to let not whatever that issue is to disturb our already existing peace. All right? So it's one thing Jesus came. So again, another area God's going to speak to us is, again, peace in our situation. Also, prophecy. Um, from God to edify, exhort, and comfort someone else slash the local assembly. So God will speak to you in terms of if you are open, he will speak prophecy to you. Now, and we'll talk about, we've talked about this before in the other series, both in terms of gifts, uh, gifts from God as well as understanding the Holy Spirit. In terms of those gifts, we'll talk about a little later, but part of that is when God speaks a prophecy to you, it's not just for you. It's initially for other people outside of you, the local assembly or someone else in particular. You got me? So God will use that gift, all right? It's another area God will speak to you about, all right? Number four, your purpose. We know our main purpose of being alive is to glorify God. We understand that. And then he has a particular purpose for you. So the purpose that he has for me may be different from what he has for Benaiah. Maybe. I don't know. But I might be fast. I don't know. But hey, I'm saying, but it might be. It might be different. <laughs> because here's the thing. Look, scripture talk about. Look, we all, we all got, we all have. The body has many parts. I'm something summarizing. We all are important. We all doing our part. There ain't, look, there ain't gonna be no passes up in heaven. We all be saying, holy, holy, holy. We have assignments down here. So God's gonna speak to you about your assignment, whatever it is. So it might be something in the workplace, whatever it is. But He's gonna speak to us about our purpose. All right, and it's. Here's a hint. It's going to be aligned with God and man's his kingdom. Okay? Alright. And then number five, prohibition. He was going to warn you about what not to do. That's another area God will speak to us about. So he will tell us, you know what? You shouldn't do that. Whatever that is. Alright? 
Because he's because God knows the end from the beginning. So he knows even before we see the thing to help you avoid the thing. You could be all right, case in point, you could be you could be um, every day you go to work, you be you know, using Route One. Just going going about your day. Alright? But God may know today there's gonna be an accident down there. So he may tell you to take Route 13. What we got to know is that God, because I've been going Route 1, I ain't got no accidents, it's just not. But if God knows something that I don't know, which God knows what I don't know on a lifestyle basis, we got to tune our here to hear from that. So, okay, that means this day, this particular day, because he's trying to warn me, I'm going to go Route 13. Amen? Right, God, so those are the areas God's going to speak to us about. Right? Very, very good. You know, because it's very important. All right. Now, let's look at the ways. Let's actually go right into it. Let's look at that. At least the eight ways God, how to hear from God. At least the eight ways how to hear from God. Here's the how to. Okay? Number one is his written word. All right? God wrote his word. You see this? God wrote his word so that we do not have to guess. We understood the will is what a person wants, is what a person wants. God's will is his word because it describes what he wants. So if you ever hear people say, what's God's will is his word, it's in his word. So he wrote his word so that we won't have to guess. He gave us an instructions manual. And yeah, I know sometimes, as, especially as God and his fathers, we may, you know, we see that Christmas gift we got, and we just try to see the box, we're like, we got it. But technically, we should be looking at the instructions and find out what the, what did the manufacturer say about how to put this thing together. This is an area of patience for us guys sometimes. Yeah, we just think I can do this. No, 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 no. So give instructions, man, so we don't have to guess. Whenever God speaks, it will. Hear this. Hear this. Hear this. Whenever God is speaking to you, it, one of the areas that you use as a filter is that it will line up with his word. You got if you don't get anything else from this, believe me, you will, but get that. If you believe God is speaking to you, it will line up with his word. What does that mean? If he's speaking something, you'll be able to find it in the word, some scripture, some principle, some concept to say, okay, this lines up. Now I mean make it up. So Now, they weren't Christians, but just to make the example, God didn't tell those people to do the whole 9-11 thing. Because that doesn't line up with his word. Word actually says, don't, don't get around shedding innocent blood. So we got to make sure we be in tune with that. All right? Thus, we must grow to learn and know the word so that we use it as a guide to make sure that what we're hearing is God's word. So... Again, if you happen not if you happen to only know one scripture, okay, you're a believer. That's fine. One, start to do that one scripture that you know. And then since you're a Christian, be open to learning more. Don't again, don't take on a guilt trip if you don't know from Genesis to Revelation all today. But just take time and say in the lifestyle, I want to begin to learn more. Just take some couple of scriptures, you know, day by day or whatever, and begin to learn them more. Okay? Why? That's, that's another point, because we understand God's want to speak to us. 
But if we need God and we just receive Jesus our Lord and Savior, we need to look at what He wants. Uh, and if we know one of the, the main reasons, the main ways He speaks to us, we should want to learn a little bit more about that word. Amen. All right. All right. Let's look at some proof text. Second Timothy three sixteen through seventeen, New Living Translation. All Scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. Can we stop right there? Mm. <laughs> Woo! That's what I wanted to slap you in the face. You know what I mean? But I like, Woo! All right, all right. So, wait, I didn't know something wrong in my life. There's some scripture to tell you something's wrong with your life. Okay? All right. It, it corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us what to do, what is right. God uses it, what's the if? He's talking about it. the scriptures, the word. God uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. So it seems to me that the word, God looks at his inspired word, is pretty important. He took his time to inspire it and write it through the hands of people for our lives. And it's lasted. So it seems like it's pretty important. So it's one of the ways God speaks to us. Let's get to learn more and more of it. Amen? All right, now, number two. The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. You can reference John 16, 13, John uh, 14, 26, John 15, 26. How does the Holy Spirit speak to us? And again, I'll definitely refer to you to go to YouTube and learn to understand the Holy Spirit for a full piece on that. But how does the Holy Spirit speak to us? All right? Let's look at this. A, he reveals what the Word of God says to us. So the Holy Spirit will do that. Okay? He was truth and revelation. Um, B, he guides us with an inner direction, an inner peace. That's, that's key. Because if we're looking to do something, one of the things I tell people, you got to, do you have an inner peace about that? Because if it's something, and only you can answer that. But if it's something like, mm, everything seems cool, but I just don't know. Uh, and, and I'm talking about, you know, because sometimes we can try to manufacture things. Like we can, you know, make that square fit into that round hole. You know, we may try to, you know, I mean, Joe, we may try to carve the edges a little bit. It's like, uh, it's supposed to fit, it's supposed to fit. But there is something, just being honest, that Holy Spirit may be speaking to you like, I don't have a peace about that. I don't know what it is, I just don't have a peace about it. Okay? Well, that's Him speaking to you. All right? See? Um, he uses other, other believers to speak to you. That's a good thing. And indeed, um, spirit and flesh are opposites. So we got to understand, um, Holy Spirit is not going to tell us to do things that, are, that will satisfy our flesh. So he didn't tell you to fill up the middle finger when the guy just crossed the road. That wasn't the Holy Spirit. That was that flesh. Holy Spirit is going to tell you to do something just the opposite. You mean, you mean I got to pray for that person? <laughs> Making me late? Got it? That's the Holy Spirit. But again, that's another way that we hear from God. Okay. Alright, let's look at the proof text. John 16 13, New Living Translation. When the Spirit of Truth comes, now this is Jesus referring to Jesus was still there at the time. This is before he ascended. Once he ascended, this is please everyone, we can we talked about this before. Let's no longer be singing about the Holy Spirit coming. He's our, Jesus is already standing at the right hand of the Father. The Holy Spirit has already as y'all know through Pentecost, is already on the earth, and you see when you first get saved, and then you choose to do the baptism with the Holy Spirit, it takes it to another level. 
This is referring to what Jesus is talking about, like after he ascends, he's talking about when he comes. Alright? When the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. Well, we know he's here, that means his role is to one of the God is into all truth. He will not speak on his own, but will tell you what he has heard. That means Jesus is telling the Holy Spirit what to do, because Jesus is our Lord, and then the Holy Spirit is down here with us, guiding us. That's how Jesus is our Lord. Got it? Alright. He will tell you about the future. You know, we, we, now there's some demonic spirits out there too. We don't get into tarot, with the tarot cards and the Ouija uh, boards and all that. And, uh, what's up? Familiar spirits. One day God may do a thing about demonic spirits. It's, uh, but this is the Holy Spirit speaking to you. Okay. John 14 and 26, New Living Translation. But when the Father sends the advocate as my representative, this is, again, Jesus talking about after he ascends, and, he, and the Father sends down the Holy Spirit, um, at the advocate as my representative, who he, he, so the Holy Spirit representing Jesus down here on the earth, that is the Holy Spirit, he will teach you everything and will remind you of everything I have told you. So one way God speaks to us is through the Holy Spirit. Does that make sense? Very, very key. So that relationship with the Holy Spirit, you want to be in tune. So we want to be hearing from the Holy Spirit. Uh-oh. And then we need to be yielding to what he tells us to do. Okay? All right. So, talking about eight ways, and here's number three. Gifts of the Spirit. Gifts of the Spirit. Now, again, go back to that series uh, that God told him. You look to the YouTube channel with regards to uh, gifts from God and also understanding the Holy Spirit. So, we understood, just a quick summary God, the Father, gave us gifts. Those are Romans' gifts. Jesus, the Son, gave us gifts. Those are the Ephesians' gifts. And then the Holy Spirit gave us gifts. These are the Corinthians' gifts. Got it? Now, the gifts of the Spirit, there are nine gifts of the Spirit, and we'll go through them in a second. But one of the keys is it's as He wills. The Romans' gifts, we can choose. We shouldn't, but we can choose to turn those on and off. The Ephesians gifts from Jesus, those are ones within the fivefold, and that's a calling. These gifts are as the Holy Spirit wills. You don't turn these on and off. We just, as a believer, are choosing to be open to be used by the Holy Spirit. Does that make sense? All right. So, you can reference 1 Corinthians 12, 7-12. Let's look at it. New King James Version. 1 Corinthians 12:7-12. New King James Version. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. So these gifts is another piece. These gifts aren't for you initially. Aren't just for you, is probably a better way of saying it. When the Holy Spirit uses these, any one of these nine gifts, you are being a vessel, and He's speaking through you or doing something through you for someone else. Now, you overall, you may get a benefit as well, but it's for someone else, two or more people, or congregation. Not for you. you know I, mean? I mean, not just for you, but initially for other people as well. Got it? All right. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For to one is given the word of wisdom. Again, go through this series so you can check out a definition of how each one of these. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit. To another, the word of knowledge through the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. Now, this faith is different it's the same concept, 
but it's different than the faith you may use to get a new job. So one of the things he said is this is for some, someone else or other people or broader, and you get the benefit as well. The faith you might use because you might need a new car, that's just you operating in the faith, Mark 11, 24. Got it? This faith, the Holy Spirit is doing this through you. You are the vessel, but you're doing it for the benefit of someone else or broader. You got me? And it can be like a... God may operate in you with some of these in particular. That makes sense. So, you, God, you may find over time, God uses me in this area of the gifts of faith. That may be separate than the faith you're using for again the new car. Still, same definition of faith. Got it. All right. To another, gifts of healings. Now, this is the same type thing. Yes, you can pray for your own foot. Praise the Lord, you operate in faith. But this may be for God using it for, for someone else. Does that make sense? All right. Um, by the same Spirit. To another, the working of miracles. We understand as believers, you're operating in faith. Um, but for someone else, it may appear as, as a miracle to them. Because they may not have ever seen it. To another, prophecy. To another, discerning of spirits. To another, different kinds of tongues. To another, the interpretation of tongues. Again, go through that understanding of the Holy Spirit. So you, you go about regards to understanding tongues and the interpretation. Um, but one and the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually uh, as He wills. So this is an area that we can hear from God in terms of the gifts of the Spirit, but we got to understand we're just willing vessels. It's as He wills, as He turns these things on and off. Does that make sense? All right. So for example, He may operate in Marisol one day with regards to prophecy, <coughs> let's say today, and then next week, he may use Marisol with regards to gifts of healing. Does that make sense? All right. Okay, cool. All right, number four. Uh, ministry gifts. All right, it's the fourth way God will speak to us. All right, we're understanding one of the ways God's going to speak to us. Number four is ministry gifts. What we talk about here, the apostle, the prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher. You reference Ephesians 4, 11 through 12. This is one of the ways God will speak to you. All right? Let's look at the script. Proof text. Ephesians 4, 11 through 13, the King James Version. And he himself, this is Jesus, these are, remember I said the, the three gifts. God, the Father gives the Romans his gifts, the Romans gifts. Jesus gives the Ephesians gifts. Holy Spirit gave the Corinthians gifts. You got me? Ephesians 4, 11 through 13, New King James Version. And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers. Why? Why? Why, Why did God set up this fivefold ministry? What's the reason? What's the reason Jesus gave these? Uh-oh, here's peace. For the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry. That's my job. That's it. For the edifying of the body of Christ till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the kingdom and of the knowledge of the Son of God to a perfect, not talking about you everything right, talking about mature, to a perfect man to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. All right? So as you are, as, as you're listening and you're receiving what God is speaking, he's speaking these things through me, and you may hear from God on something based on what he spoke through, both from a congregation perspective, or we could just be down the hall talking. Does that make sense? And God may have you, have, may have you uh, God may speak something through me to you to help you in a particular area. Does that make sense? So he's given me for your life. 
Man, this ain't about no trophy. It's just I just happen to be in a call. Does that make sense? I have pastors too. Speak into my life. You got me? Alright. Alright, number five. So fifth way um, to hear from God. Visions and dreams. Visions and dreams, alright? Now, we gotta understand with visions and dreams, not every dream is God. Sometimes it might have just been a pizza last night. So this this is why we this is why we gotta we gotta be hearing from God. Like, wait, was that God or not? We gotta be using these pieces. We reference Acts 10, 9 through 35, Genesis 37, 5 through 11, and Genesis 23 through 6. So this is why we gotta be using these pieces. So visions and dreams are out of the eight, out of the eight. They're um, probably the most unreliable, but at the same time, they can be reliable. But we just got to understand, because everyone has dreams every day, for, I mean, for the most part. And so, not everything is God. Right. So we got to understand, was that, was that the Philly cheesesteak, or was that God? <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Okay, okay. All right, let's look. Genesis 37, uh, 5 through 11, New King James Version. Now, Joseph had a dream, and he told it to his brothers, and they hated him even more. So he said to them, please hear this dream which I have dreamed. Uh, there we were, binding sheaves in the field. Then behold, my sheaf arose and also stood upright. And indeed, your sheaves stood all around and bowed down to my sheep. Now this is the younger brother saying, my sheep better than your sheep. Y'all gonna, not just that, and y'all going to bow down. And surely in reaction, his brother said to him, shall you indeed reign over us? Or shall you indeed have dominion over us? So they hated him even more for his dreams and for his words. Right? Then he dreamed still another dream and told it to his brothers and said, Look, I have dreamed another dream. And this time the sun, he took to hold a level. And this time the sun, the moon, and the eleven stars bowed down to me. So not just y'all, but you know. So he told it to his father and his brothers, and his father rebuked him and said to him, What is this dream that you have dreamed? Shall your mother and I and all your brothers indeed bow down to the earth before you? And his brothers envied him, and his father kept the matter in mind. If y'all go on in the story, we understood God was speaking to Joseph in dreams. Those were dreams from God. Does that make sense? And so, yeah, it didn't feel right that they were going to be bowing down, but you read that story long later on, you see them brothers had to come to them. They have to got to give them some wisdom about how to, you know, with regards to the seven years of plenty, seven years of famine, this and that, and they needed them. You know what I mean? And so, so some dreams, one of the ways God will speak to us is through visions and dreams. We got to understand. So that's one of the eight ways. We just got to make sure we're using some of the other principles to say, got to make sure it's God, because yeah. it might have been something else. Yeah. The Bible also says the devil will the devil will present himself as an angel of light. Yeah. So we really gotta be like then we don't see him walking around with the pitchfork and the red tail. So we really gotta be hearing this is God. Because our lives depend on it. Our our goals, our actions, yeah. and sometimes our, our physical life. Yeah. Got it? Alright, number six. Number six. I mean eight ways. Eight ways to hear from God, number six. The audible voice of God. All right, you, you find I've heard some believers actually actually heard the audible voice of God. Hear with natural ears. Okay, that's it, it's it's rare, but it is possible. You got me. One of the clearest times God spoke to me was about starting up, being a pastor. 
And I forget, it was 2017. I was right there at the Royal Farm, right there on 301. And I pulled over because I was about to put it back into uh, my red boxes. Y'all remember red boxes? <laughs> <laughs> they don't need anything kind of... Well, I think the act. They extinct now. That's all right. I know, right? So I put it back. And I was in the car, and, and, and clearly he spoke. You know? And so, um, so we got it. So... So it is possible to hear the audible voice of God. So like, just like I might hear Esther as she and I are talking, just like I'm hearing her, you could hear the audible voice of God. So it is possible, right? It's rare in these days and times because God does that. Why? Because he has a representative down here. He can speak to Jesus through the Holy Spirit and to us. So he doesn't necessarily need the audible. As much as he did, let's say, in the Old Testament. Old Testament, they didn't have the representative down there because Jesus was with God. And the Holy Spirit was with God, so he didn't have a representative down here. So God would do things and come and have the Holy Spirit come upon people to do it. You know? But now in the New Covenant, since Jesus shed his blood, he has a representative down here, so he doesn't need to do it as much. But it is still possible that it can occur. You reference 1 Samuel 3, 1 through 10. 1 Samuel 3, 1 through 10. Alright? So there's a couple parts of that. 1 Samuel 3, uh, 4, and 10, New King James Version. That the Lord called Samuel, and he answered, Here I am. And we're going to verse 10. Now the Lord came and stood and called as to other times, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel answered, Speak, for your servant hears. That was the audible voice of God. You got know I me? Mean? There's other examples in the Bible, but it still can occur. Amen? One of the ways we can hear from God. All right? Number seven. Number seven is angels. Angels. Angels is another method in which God can speak um, and communicate with us in terms of how we can hear from Him. Now, angels, to be on this earth, you need an earth suit. So, that being the case, angels, as you've seen them in the Word, they will appear as human beings. They will appear as men. So, that being the case, so... It's possible that you could be, have entertained an angel. Now, God will give you discernment, so you know, and then cousin Bill. You know what I mean? And but, but I, and I know the cartoons have depicted them with the with the wings and everything else. I get it. But in biblical reality, they're going to appear as some type of human being. Got it? Okay. But. As we understand, angels can be a way that God speaks through to us. All right? You can reference these scriptures. Luke 1, 26 to 30, Acts 11, 12 through 14, and Acts 12, 7 through 9. Okay? All right, let's look at proof text. Luke 1, 26 to 30, New King James Version. Now, in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel uh, was sent by God to a city in Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, the virgin's name was Mary. And having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Alright? Alright? But when she saw him, so that means this is it. This is, he appeared physically on earth. You got it? She was troubled not at what she saw. That's why they appear as human beings. Because if, if he appeared as like somebody with wings or whatever, uh, you know, I can't. I don't know if I can focus on what you're saying because your appearance is so. You know what I mean? She was troubled not at his appearance, but at his saying, and considered what manner of greeting this was. Then the angel said to her, 
Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. All right? So, um, so again, so God can speak to us through angels. We actually were blessed and actually saw um, where the, um, think about that scripture, but actually where the, the birth of Jesus occurred in terms of the actual site. We'll show that in the picture or whatever. And so it's just, it's just awesome. <laughs> All right, so, number eight, number eight, eighth way, uh, we can hear from God, other godly people, other godly people. And it doesn't have to be the pastor. And it can't, we, we learned earlier, it can't be the pastor, but you got believers in your family. You know, what happens here is, <clears throat> God is, might be trying to speak to you about something. But for whatever reason, sometimes, you know, either we're too busy or whatever, you know, day-to-day life, our, our, our minds or our attention is not there. So God is always going to try to, he's always going to be trying to speak to you first. But if he can't seem to get through, he may speak through other through your past, or he may speak through other godly people, your cousin who lives in, in Idaho, or in this case, in PG County, Maryland. But he may speak through another godly person to try to get you to understand what he's trying to say. Because he's trying to speak to you. He's not going to go to somebody else first. Got it? I mean, in these kind of situations. He's going to try to speak to you first. But for whatever reason, either you weren't paying attention or you heard it and you didn't think it was God. So he's going to try again because he loves us. So he will speak to other godly people. Um, You reference Exodus 18, 13 through 24. 1 Kings 17, 1 through 16, Proverbs 11 and 14, and Ephesians 4, 11 through 12. Alright? Let's look at this. Proverbs 11 and 14, Amplified Version. Where there is no wise, intelligent guidance, the people fall and go off course like a ship without a helm. But in the abundance of wise and godly counselors, there is victory. Amen. So we got to be open to the fact that we don't know everything. And one of the ways that God may be trying to speak to us is through, you know what I mean, through Cousin Shaniqua. And yeah, you may know Cousin Shaniqua may be off sometimes, but you know she loves the Lord, you know what I mean, that kind of stuff. But you know what? She's still, she loves the Lord. God can still use her to speak to us about something. You know what I mean? So we got to be always be open, all right? So, again, um... The series was told before, so feel free to go back to YouTube as well, the channel, and get even the full series. But God put it on the heart, and we got to get this back. So, in terms of this uh, this lesson for the day, so it's very important that we take time to understand how to hear from God, because He's trying to speak to us in, in various ways about various things. And one of the ways He speaks to us, and you saw all eight, but one of them is certainly His written word. That means we spend time with the Lord, with the Word. And the words are logos, but then there's that, that rhema word. That's in the Greek. That's, mean, that's when it speaks to you like that, that light bulb moment. You get that revelation like, oh, you may, have, you may have seen a scripture 25 times, but all of a sudden that 26 times, you're like, ooh, got it. That's God speaking to you. Got it? All right, so that being the case, so let's always be open to how to hear from God, how to hear from God. So this way we can be sure about whether we hear from God or the cheese state. Got it? Very, very important. Because our lives, our lives literally depend on it. From the minor things to whether, you know, whether you're trying to buy a... Okay, let me go back to this one part. 
from the minor thing to the major part. Back on the slide, I talked about one of the ways guys want to speak to us. I mean, the, the reasons guys speak to us. You know, he's going to speak about those particular areas. Remember those P's? That's the reason he's going to be speaking to us. Again, note, so, so for example, there may be some things that in our lives that is totally your choice. So God's not going to, uh-oh, God's not going to speak to us about what to wear tomorrow. So we don't have to take it there unless we may have a little issue in our heart and we're trying to do some bad intent with what we're wearing. Then God may be like, let me pull that coattail a little bit. But other than that, so when you go back to those P reasons, because those are the areas God's going to speak to us about in our lives. So don't, you know, don't, you know, you want, you want Nike's versus Adidas. God's like, oh, no. Some other things I'm a little bit more caring about than whether you choose Nike or Adidas. You got it? So, but again, unless there is some bad intent, all right? So let's grow. Let's continue to grow. It's a, it's a lifelong journey. Be okay. And don't take this as a condemnation. If there may have been, and be okay with this. Be okay with, I was off. If you thought you heard from God on something, and it didn't pan out, don't blame God. Be okay with, you know what? I heard it wrong. That was what, remember, the other person is trying to speak to us too. And be okay with that. That says, all right, okay, I gotta eat that. Now, it gives me time to go through these eight to figure out how to do this thing, all right? So the goal is to try to increase those percentages of time when we hear it right, and minimize slash eliminate the time we don't hear right. So it's a, it's, a, it's a continual walk and growth for all of us, from the pulpit to the back door, until we go to be with the Lord. Amen? Give God glory. Amen. All right, praise God, praise God, praise God. All right, all right, so let's make sure we, we take this out, share and share it, share it, you know, share it, as always, not only apply, but share these with the people you know. So that, you know, we continue to do our job, not only for ourselves, but to advance his kingdom. Amen. It's God wants people to be able to connect with him and figure out the various ways that he will communicate with people. It's not just one way. Um, let's make sure we're doing that. Amen. Just give God some love and glory. Praise Amen. God. Amen.